Welcome back to the Camp Friends Talk Movies Podcast. It's September 15th. Uh, I'm Bendy. I'm Philby. And this is Bees. And uh, let's jump right into it. So to start, uh, let's see, uh, have you seen any movies lately, Bees? I've not seen anything new lately. Avengers Age of Ultron came out, digital download, uh, a week ago, and I have already watched it. Well, I already watched it twice in one day a week ago. I waited till midnight. Um, right now I'm in the depths of uh, Spielberg Marathon. I've kind of had a revelation about how good of a filmmaker he actually is. I know we all kind of know it, but sometimes you have to sit down and go like, oh, yeah, this is this is really why. So I'm about to watch Last Crusade and then on to Always, which I think is usually near the bottom of everyone's list. What about Munich? I am not at Munich. I'm going uh, chronological order. I am excited to get to Munich because I have not seen it. You not seen it? Nope. There's a few. And there's a few I'm wanting to revisit, like War of the Worlds, which I didn't love the first time, but every critic I follow thinks it's amazing, so I'm excited the, to see that again. That's the Tom Cruise one. Yeah. Really? I didn't hate it. I just I wasn't blown away by it. It's got some cool like extended shots in it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye out. And Minority Report, I'm excited to reevaluate as well. Both Tom Cruise movies. Yes. Both. That was when he was in his Tom Cruise phase. Yes. I think that was right like after. Like mid-2000s, that was right early to mid. Big, everyone hates Tom Cruise, period. Right before the couch jumping. Yes. I think War of the Worlds was couch jumping. It was Tom couch Cruise. jumping. That's when he went on Oprah and, I love this woman. But it was still good. I mean, that's why it didn't I garner as much. Marshall 3 was the... I think I, they both... I thought it was the War of the Worlds because that they make fun of it in Scary Movie 3 or 4. Oh, wow. that's, which, that's your basis for... Which is my note in the film Scary Movie 3 or 4, Phil, we can't remember. I mean, they all blend together, you know. You can well, it was all around the same time. Right. Um, but I'm glad Tom Cruise has bounced back. He has, right? Uh, I'd say so. I think he's, he's bounced back to be a, a reliable box office draw. Which is good. But what's what's Edge of Tomorrow's real name? That is its real name. Well, it was its first name, and then it's like uh, semicolon, live, die, repeat. Live, die, repeat. Its first name was actually All You Need Is Kill, but... It was the comic. Right, and I think they were going to use that at first. Which is such a better name than... It's memorable. Yeah. I don't remember any of the three. Edge of Tomorrow, I remember. Well, it's an amazing movie, and if you guys haven't seen it, you should see it. I'm one for three. Well, you saw the new Mission Impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We already talked about that one. We Mm -hmm. we discussed that that. in a former podcast that you can all listen to. (laughs) Another movie we've discussed but is out now on digital and I think DVD as of a week or two ago is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. We've covered that pretty extensively, but uh, I think it still holds up on repeated viewings. Maybe even better on repeated viewings. It was great in theaters with some of the bigger action set pieces, but I've been enjoying that uh, through my Apple downloads on my Apple TV. I watched it. Uh, Another movie that I saw recently as of last week was Guy Ritchie's The Man from U.N.C.L.E. I'd never seen the original TV show because I think that uh, dates me just a little bit, maybe by like a decade or so of my birth, but uh, I really liked it. Uh, It had an awesome cast. Uh, it had Army Hammer, uh, Henry Cavill, Alicia Vikander, uh, who we last saw in Ex Machina, and she's kind of blowing up right now. She's in a couple different things. Uh, it had a really good supporting cast as well. With with Guy Ritchie, I think it's more about his characters and like the style that he sets his movie in, sometimes more so than the actual story. I mean, it didn't hit as much as Snatch or the maybe the first Sherlock movie, but it was really good. It was worth seeing. I definitely recommend Redboxing because I think it's probably 
just about through with its theater run. But Do you, uh, you like Snatch better than you like Lockstock? I, it's that's been so question. long. I saw them all in college when that was all the rage. I mean, it still is, but that's... Did you still have a Snatch poster? No, but I did. No, you replaced it with the Boondock Saints. No, all right. No, I, I had both of those, actually. Scarface. But it was the cool Boondock Scarface Saints. One. <laughs> I never had Scarface. I had the Boondock Saints where they were all doing, like, the finger guns. Like, it was a firefight! <laughs> all right, I want to talk about Guy Ritchie, but I had uh, Payback and Wave the Gun because those were the only two available. I like Guy Ritchie. I want to see the movie on Redbox. I'll probably enjoy it. It. I think it hurt it that I first saw the preview in front of Kingsman. I think it was just like it wasn't really even marked. I don't know. I just I feel like it wasn't marketed well. If I haven't seen most of the marketing and I end up liking it, then they've gone wrong somewhere. Here's what I want Guy Ritchie to do: and is get back to rock and roll because that was a fun movie, and I want to see more. You of said that get world. back with Madonna. No, get back. Oh God, no. Get back with the movie Rock and Roll, which oh, promised a sequel. He did some good work with Madonna. He did. He did. Work swept with away. Me. Are you googling him? Is that how you had that callback? No, I knew that. Oh, okay. Are you saying Swept Away is a good movie? I'm trying to find. Is the man from Uncle going to be on Redbox, Netflix? Not for a while. No, oh, probably not for a while. It just came out. Okay, just checking. I haven't seen it yet, obviously, and I'm looking for a source to find it, so that's all. But we will be seeing Black Mass uh, this week. Yes, uh, so today is the 15th. I'm not sure when I'll be releasing it, probably within the next two days. But uh, this Friday, Black Mass comes out in wide release. I'm not sure if... I don't know. A decent amount of people have seen it, because most of the reviews are in already, and they're all pretty overwhelmingly positive. Uh, So we are excited to see the Whitey Bulger biopic or biopic I don't know Bees what's your preferred wait I just heard like there I heard uh, something about people in LA say one thing but if you grew up somewhere else you say another I forget which one is which though because I heard read some critics talking about it uh, how they pronounce it um, and I cannot remember which is which well, but I think either is acceptable I think the main thing about about this film is people are hailing it rightfully so I'm assuming I haven't seen it yet obviously but as a return to form for Johnny Depp which is welcoming after about 20 Pirates of the Caribbean and Tim Burton movies, which, again, not complaining, but... I mean, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. But it's nice to see him kind of take a more serious role after kind of a long break of zany movies. But also, uh, one person who I think is not getting enough attention, at least in their previews and hype, is uh, Joel Edgerton, who I've enjoyed in multiple things... Um, as well. You know, I was supposed to see The Gift last month, but um, never could make it work. Yeah. Well, that was written and uh, directed and started by him as well, right? Yes. Yeah, he's a It's supposed to be very good. Don't let yourself get spoiled. Biopic. I, I think... Is I that what Google biopic. says? It's a biographical biopic. movie. Biopic. I understand. I think both are acceptable. Though. Abbreviation for biographical motion picture. Biopic. But is that the pronunciation? B-I-O. No, I know. We don't know how to spell it. Is this not the spelling bee? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> oh. um, one other movie that I recently watched that I'll plug real quick was Welcome to Me, which was on Netflix, Philby, in case you were wondering. Hey-o. I'm going to slap uh, that phone out of your hand. It's a Kristen Wiig. Slap your face. It's, it stars Kristen Wiig. She's a mentally unstable woman who wins uh, like the Mega Millions lottery, and she ends up spending her money on public, her own public access TV show, which is uh, like a talk show. She's obsessed with talk shows. Uh, I thought it was funny. It was also sad. Uh, worth watching. Kind of a good platform for her. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the last podcast, but I also watched Skeleton Twins with her and Bill Hader. 
and that was kind of in the same vein of like a serious dramatic role. But I uh, I also dug that as well. The speaking of sad movies on Netflix, two of the ones I've watched recently that are on Netflix. Uh, it's kind of interesting, spoiler alert on this one, uh, but the one I love with Mark Duplass, we've spoken about it before, but I finally caught up with the cool kids in the podcast and caught up to Bees and Bendy. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it either, but Mark Duplass is, he's great. Well, shit. And, um... Oh, wait, the one I love, is that the one where they go on their retreat? Yes. Oh, no, I did see that. That was great. That's it. Yeah, it's a wonderful... You you would like that, I mean, Bees, you've you've spoken your, your piece before the podcast, but I think... We're really against spoilers on this podcast, so, but it does. It takes a cool turn. It does. It's M Night Shyamalan tile turn. Anyway, um, so that's Mark Duplass. Most people know him from his role in The League. Um, but the other one I watched and forgotten how sad it was because I saw it in theaters originally and then rewatched it was Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, oh. which yeah, it's a big time movie for sadness. Nope. But it was. I mean, it was a rainy day Saturday. I had nightmares. Well, you know, saw oh, that. we saw it together. Yes. That was part of our double feature. I'm scared of one thing deep down, that real deep fear, and that is meteors. Death by it. asteroid. Yes. Like mass extinction. Well, but now that Spoiler we've ruined alert. it for He's, everybody. Oh, please. Well, we've it's, ruined it for everybody. The first part of the trailer is, years ago. is them announcing that an asteroid's going to hit the Earth and kill everyone. I still like the movie, okay? I'd like to see because I'm more familiar with some of the people in the restaurant scene yes. now. But uh, it wasn't then. Uh, you should also it? know. Uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Isn't Amy Schumer in it? somewhere mm, you should so. know and you who listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast should know that we have Neil deGrasse Tyson protecting watching all of our backs he's got our back he would let us know if there was a meteoroid he's watching there. but he's not Bruce Willis he's not going to go up there and dig into the asteroid with Ben Affleck and Ellen Wilson he has Wilson. that spaceship I saw it on TV well then we just That's need true. to find our own Bruce Willis character to do so but wait oh I had a thing going off Mark Duplass yeah go ahead Mark um, Duplass Halloween is coming up in a month and a half Philby's thing don't mind. Nope. Sorry. Um, R2 Plus is in a very messed up movie. Um, oh, Creep. Creep. Yes. Yeah. It's real disturbing, uh, but it's still pretty good. It's short. It's like low budget horror, isn't it? Not like cheap, but yeah, it's like, it's not like, you know, cheap costumes. It's just they make it so yeah. you don't have well, to. Well, I mean, that's, that's most of his features, yeah. yeah. Um, and while I'm at it, I saw It Follows about a month ago, and that is. What? A- it Follows? It follows. It's it's good. Uh, there what was is a it? bit of a controversy. It's a horror movie. Okay. Bit of a controversy around it recently when Tarantino said, "Hey, it's really good. Here's how I wish it could have been a little bit better." And people had headlines: Tarantino hates it follows, and oh, bashes man. it. And he was really just being constructively. Uh, Didn't Joss Joss Whedon do the same thing with Jurassic World? But like based he off said the one clip. But then it was, was like, like that clip's not cool. It ended up being relevant anyways because he was right in the end. Not to. Mm. Harp on like four podcasts yeah. worth of material that we've already I've gone been, through. I've been uh, told I was wrong in Jurassic World for that one. You are incredibly wrong on Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah I don't mo- think I am. Moving on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Coming soon. They're re releasing it in IMAX. They're re-releasing well, Jurassic well, World. For our next oh. segment, uh, coming soon, when is... So uh, much more suckage to see on the screen. Do you know when that's being re-released? Uh, I don't remember Before exactly. Before the end of the year? Yeah, Mad Max got re-released, didn't they? Uh, yes. Re- Mad Max was released, I want to say, a week ago. And just like select IMAX theaters. So us peasants in Pittsburgh probably won't be able to see it, but... It's on demand. Yeah. 
like I said, we're seeing Black Mass on Friday. I'm going to run through a quick list, and if any of you have anything to add. Uh, I still want to see the movie Mistress America with Greta Gerwig, directed by uh, Noah Baumbach. That's been out for a little less than a month. Uh, the movie Sicario, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but that is out limited release uh, on Friday and wide release the first week of October. It has Emily Blunt uh, and Benicio Del Toro as kind of, it's like about the drug trade. Right. It looks awesome. And that's gotten uh, well reviews, as, uh, very good reviews as well. Uh, our podcast favorite book club movie, The Martian, comes out October 3rd. I can't wait to I've see that movie. It's, that's getting killer reviews as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was I, our. Well, I don't want to make sure. It's our book club. We pass it around. I, I, I want it's to. It's like make the sure. one thing we've all like, read, read together. Yes. yes. We read in the same room. Besides, like the voices. Oscars, it's the one thing we've all seen. The Oscars podcast. Yeah. The second Oscars. That comes out in early October, and uh, we've already talked about the book. But if you haven't read it, it's a pretty quick read. You could maybe we can organize a camp friends talk movies trip to the to the movies. Ooh. We'll get the camp van. Yeah. Uh, the, the last movie I had, after a quick glance at some of the like fall and late fall releases, was the Steve Jobs biopic. Uh, and that's mainly only because Aaron Sorkin was, I think he had a hand in writing it, if not adapting the whole thing. And Michael Fassbender is also uh, playing Steve Jobs. So kind of the combination of those two is what ha- has me intrigued. But based off some of the Sony emails, it looks like it was a pretty big pain to get developed. But again, without those emails, you know, I wouldn't have known any of that, so... Um, I just have for the rest of the year some things written down. First off, I have a few things I forgot. The Witch is supposed to be really good. That's playing in festivals right now. Um, there's another one I can't remember the name of. Crimson Peak is coming out soon. That's Ooh, with Del Toro. Yeah, that looks awesome. Gothic horror, I think. Who's in that? Do you know? Loki. Oh, Tom Sinos. Hiddleston. Yeah. Bridge of Spies, next Spielberg, which, as I'm on the Spielberg kick, I'm hoping to finish. Is that by Tom then. Hanks? Tom Hanks, and it's about Cold War spy stuff, so that'll be good, I think. Spectre, of course, in November, which oh, yeah. my reservations about the direction James Bond is going in, of course, I'll still see it and probably still like it. But look at everyone involved. In oh, yeah, no, it's not bad. It's just. Is this Daniel have... Craig's last one? Mm, I think he might have it, won more than Yeah, that. one at most. Well, well, hold on. Just real quick, what's your. Is it James Bond's too serious? Is that the... That's an oversimplification. It depends on swings back and forth between goofy and serious, and it's in the more realistic stuff that's just not my... I prefer right in the middle. Golden Eyes, probably my favorite one. It's had to keep up with the times, though. You, it's his pendulum. It goes back and forth. Right. Well, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. I agree like, with that. I understand that. What I'm was not his... saying it's, it's, it's... What was Pierce Brosnan's last... Bond. Yeah, that one's bad. Die, Die another die, day. Was that when he's like ice surfing yeah, and swung into goofy. invisible car and Halle Berry? Not defending yeah. that one, or the one before that in North Korea. The world's not enough. The world not enough was that just okay. Yeah, that had uh, that's the one before Die Another Day. It's such a long movie. It is really. Long. What was what was the order? Golden Eye. Golden Eye never dies. dies. The world is not enough. Golden Eye is the perfect ma- uh, oh, match man. of goofy and serious. Quite. And drawing in from real world. Pierce Brosnan was so good. It's a shame he got saddled with such crappy movies. It's yeah, true. Die Another Day is abysmal. Yeah, and Casino Royale is great. I just I like the new ones. I just 
It's it's more throw my bond a little bit goofier. Well, but that's what they. I mean, that's what they were saying was that they were trying to get it away. I know that from they're trying the to do that. Exceptional gadgets and. I want them to go a little bit. They went a little too far. I wouldn't mind if he had a few gadgets. I didn't care for the. What did you expect? An exploding pen line in the last one. So my favorite line from the recent bonds was, "What did you expect? An exploding pen." I, you, like you should have waited like five minutes. No, actually, yeah. no. I'm I'm gonna hit you right back. I, so, I, anyways, I, I, I J two. I still have to see the first one, but well, I love Catching Fire. I like the swing to more serious. I don't we're, need we're to jump back into story. other topics. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Next. Next I don't subject. To, I don't want James Bond's origin story. I want to just see him go into a situation, kick a lot of ass. And walk out. But that's what we got with that's Mission Impossible. With Pier- and that's what we got with Pierce Brosnan. Mission was... Impossible is supposed to be a team, though. And they're supposed to be... They Only aren't recently. To... And they aren't supposed this. to be kicking ass. They're supposed to be being clever. But uh, but Pierce Brosnan's went in, kicked too much ass, was never, you know... was. I don't think any Bond has kicked any more or less ass than the, any other Oh, uh, bullshit. Maybe Lazenby didn't kick as much, but that's because he wasn't the best Timothy one. Dalton bullshit. didn't kick a lot of ass either. Are you kidding me? Dalton killed a bunch of dudes. Did he? PG thirteen. Yeah, but it wasn't like he was like punching like punching guys to death. He was like I don't mean literally out. kicking ass. I mean metaphorically kicking ass. What what? I don't mean like literally kicking a person's ass. Right. No, I understand that. What I'm saying is that Pierce Brosnan's over the top, kill you know, running and dodging AK forty seven bullets left and right. You you got well, it. That's right why Goldeneye is his peak because he's, what he's you said. gunning you said with the tank. Goldeneye, it was the start. It was a strong start, but the rest of the way it just fell. It was a free fall. I don't know what we're arguing here. So Creed looks good. Creed the band? No, Creed about Apollo Creed's. Does it really though? It's grandson. I liked the grandson. What was Rocky Balboa? That's what's good. This he's it's it's in the same world. It's just Rocky's now training Apollo's grandson or son. I assume it's Michael B. Jordan. Yes, which is now you have to see it. Uh, Krampus. What do you guys yeah. I haven't seen the preview, but you said it's by the guy who made Trick or Treat. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yes, and Adam Which, Scott's in it. Okay, but Trick or Treat, real quick. I believe it might be on Netflix, Philby. Oh. And anyone else. Um, it's an amazing Halloween horror movie. It's anthology horror movie. It's kind of funny, pretty scary. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff going on, and it, I hear that guy's making Krampus. So tell me about Krampus, Philby. Um, it is the the story is from what I gathered from a trailer that I love to watch. Um, his family get together for Christmas, and they're all kind of mean to each other and picking at each other. And so because which Krampus, for those of you who don't know, Krampus is kind of like an evil Santa. There's good Santa, and then there's Krampus, who's kind of an evil Santa. I mean, that's a generalization, bees. I know it's not the exact, histor- you know, mythological definition. He's not the Santa they deserve, but the one they need. Exactly. <laughs> not a pit. Uh, and so, Krampus steals kids, uh, the, all the naughty kids, essentially. So, it's like, instead of good Santa giving coal out, it's like, if you're a German kid, Krampus comes and steals you. So, this family's kind of being crappy to one another, um... And so the power goes out in the city, and it turns from kind of like uh, a holiday together where they kind of pick at each other a little bit to them fighting for their lives when Krampus comes to, uh, to, you know... And Adam Scott is the Krampus? uh, Adam Scott's no, he's the father. He's the patriarch. He's the father. Yes. It's a campy movie. I hope he's the same father as his stepbrothers. 
It's as when he was a brother in the stepbrothers. Yes. That would be on awesome. his kids. But it is if for anyone wanting to know what the Krampus is, a better explanation. There's a it YouTube a there's perfect. a YouTube oh. cartoon, isn't there? Isn't doesn't Dwight come in as Krampus yes. on yeah, the or he's Belschnickel. He's uh yeah, it's um it's a similar but not it's regional. Um, Boo! You there's know. a funny claymation YouTube thing about that, Krampus. Yes. Did Adam Scott make it? No, no I think Anthony Bourdain made it actually. Yes, but anyway, for so, those of you who want a more in-depth, not and hilarious, not filmy description of what a Krampus is, you can go see Bees' YouTube video. It's not my YouTube. Well, whatever, Anthony Bourdain's. Anyways, the movie I'm excited for that no one else is talking about is In the Heart of the Sea. Just because it's like a whale attacking a ship, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, the one with Chris, uh, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. That's been filmed for a while, but yeah. it must have they must have known it had potential because they pushed it to awards season. Uh, it's just a giant whale attacking an old ship, so that just sounds really cool. Well, it's, it's like the spiritual yeah. uh, sequel to Master and Commander, they said, too. Uh, okay. And, of course, Star Wars is coming out, and Hateful Eight, which is the last preview I watched, I think. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. As in yeah, the, the new Tarantino. Right, 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 right. Christmas is a pretty full slate of uh, movies there. Next we have Philby's hot topic of discussion for the podcast. Philby, take it away. Well, so some of you may, again, I've, I'm a unabashed Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime instant video fan. Um, recently Netflix dropped its, at the end of September, the Netflix and Epics, which is a producing studio, uh, that own lots of the rights to different movies, uh, such as Transformers, Rise of the Fallen, um, oh, no, not our Transformers, Anchorman 2, The Legend oh, of the no. Movie, and the, uh, Hunger Games. Those are good. Take my Hunger Games, but don't take my Transformers. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I live by that creed. Um, but... Epic's contract with Netflix, they are separating. Netflix is not renewing the contract, and uh, in participation, uh, in anticipation of creating more original content, um, which is a pretty big, pretty gutsy move on in terms of Netflix. I don't know if anybody's watched Narcos, but it is a damn good. Uh, not show yet, on, but Pedro Pascal's in it. It's a damn good originally he's, produced uh, show on Netflix. It's, it's a way the, to go. He's the dude from uh, Game of Thrones. And so, oh yeah, he's cool. Netflix has dropped Epics, but Amazon just signed a huge contract with Epics, where now people will be able to download um, videos onto their Android or Apple tablets. And like the way movies were meant to be watched. Exactly. In an airport by yourself, not using free Wi-Fi. Um, and so the people will be able to download them for a short amount of time. That ability has only been open to people who own Kindle Fires or Kin- or the Fire Phone. And I'm sure all... Sounds like a with lot more. App. Well, now now that's what they just okay. they just updated it for iOS and Android, that you can download them. like so many more hoops than Netflix. But well, but well, that was the still thing. Have good material. On well, it. that was the thing is that it was hoops. You there were um, Netflix will a Netflix has said it will never allow downloadable contract, and B Amazon has allowed downloadable contract on only its Kindle or its Fire Phone, but now it's expanding it to its apps on Apple and Android products. I feel like that's not a big deal because at least for me, the one thing I watch more. 
like reruns of TV and their original programming, which really Amazon doesn't come close to, with the exception of uh, what's the Jeffrey Tambor Transparent. show? Transparent. Well, but one thing, I mean, it's it's interesting. What what really sh look what I'm really interested in is just the fact of how this is all shaking out. That Netflix is dropping one of its biggest contracts in favor of. You know, blazing its own path and producing original content. One and of which is the Adam Sandler show, which I am not happy about. Right, no. it's producing an Adam Sandler show, which but they're also doing their own Mark Duplass movies as well. And uh, Jessica Jones is coming out. They've got yes. they've got yeah. the Avengers, but they've well, lost the, the Defenders. Thank you. The Defenders. Okay, B. Sorry. But well, they've lost through I'm their mappy <laughs> through their through the um, the dissolution of the epics contract they've lost some of the past Avengers flicks and so they haven't had those on there in a while though yeah. but, but but whenever a new one comes out they release the old one they, they take them out when they what happened? can you still get the discs I don't do discs that's the separate plan that's, I know. A, that's an addition I know it's a separate yeah, you plan get the discs, it you can get the discs you can see so many more things you can get the discs of anything that's, yeah. that's separate so that's the point of that but I, yeah. I don't know some of those are big movies but I feel I like the kind of the kind of things that we all watch we don't. We want to well, catch those. As I much. Used to watch instant to catch up on shows I missed that like their first season goes up. I'd be like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Well, it's in. But what I'm looking at is like they did super well with House of Cards, a, a, a podcast favorite. But they also uh, what's what was the second one they originally produced? Orange is the New it? Black. No. no. Uh, oh, the werewolf one. one. What was it called? Again, yeah, but crappy shit. But that, Hemlock Grove. No, so like right there, crazy. you've got your you've got your wind ups and your falls, and so a lot of people are but wondering. Their hits are huge hits. Yeah. But they're also their well, failures can be pretty huge failures. I mean, they're pretty their huge hits, but lose customers. But they don't release their data though, so they can say. I mean, yeah, I, don't know. I think it's it's, it's enough that we a lot of people have commonly seen it. You can you know pretty. Much sense what what the and the whole the whole reason I brought it up is because it is a pretty big risk by the industry leader to abandon a huge portion of you know a huge portion of their catalog in favor of producing their own. I mean Amazon, if Amazon Prime Instant Video flops, it can just fall back on being Amazon. If if Hulu, Hulu has the ability, because it generates revenue through its ads, has the ability to better negotiate with the, with the major labels like NBC, ABC, and release up-to-date um, series, up-to-date series to the point of watching the most recent um, episodes... But you have Netflix, who neither has anything else to fall discs. back. They'll fall back on their DVDs, while the rest of the market for, for, pushes forward on instant streaming. Netflix will fall back on its DVDs, like its failed Quickster um, separation. If you remember that, where it tried to roll the DVDs out of Netflix and move strictly to streaming. I don't know. It's just an interesting move. Um, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, quite. Both watch the new program that they come out and watch how the market reacts. But um, I mean, I think there's something like at least like a quarter, if not more, of all American households like have a Netflix subscription now. It's some insane number. How many of those are paid? Well, I think that's those are the, the paid accounts. Like through that's the, probably how they gauge it. I don't know. I mean, like, but you consider that you know so many people have it. I don't think it's at least not immediately going to hurt them that much. It, it might be something in the long run where people were we're weighing their options against. Maybe if Amazon starts taking off more, more amongst the people who are wavering on it in the future. Uh, I think that 
I mean, I think that the seven ninety nine a month and then give your password out. I think they're going to have to better control that. Um, that that way, more people actually are paying for their service because right now they're giving it away for free. But uh, it's just interesting. It'll be. It'll. I'll. I've said interesting far too much in this conversation already, but I'm excited to watch how the market reacts. I'm excited to watch Jessica Jones when it comes out on November 20th. There you that go. is the next Marvel show on Netflix. Speaking the of... Defenders. Well, that's when they all get That's when they gang up in the yeah. fifth series. Oh, yeah, thank you. Speaking of TV, one thing that we kind of... We mentioned last week that uh, we wanted to watch, and Bees and I uh, had some time to set aside to watch, was Mr. Robot. It's a show that I had a little apprehension at first about watching because it was on USA and basically anything on USA I just kind of assumed that I'll not have Psych. interest in watching. Characters welcome. Psych. <laughs> hey, wait, Psych was on USA? Yeah. Oh, I love Psych. I love Psych. Oh, well, well, then you have something in common. But uh, this show immediately... Oh, show. Everyone should watch Psych. It's on Netflix. It but is. it immediately sucked me in and it's pretty much on par with anything on cable or HBO... I mean, I'd say shows that are currently airing, it could easily be in the top ten, if not some of the episodes in the top five. So do we want to do, like, the, are we going to get in spoilers? Just, you can go over it's what it's hard. about. But I mean, I wouldn't, no, I don't need to spoil it. <laughs> well, a lot of my stuff's on that. Um, I'm yeah, still unsure. Something happens, obviously. I'm not going to say any words to describe it. Because that Eve already sets up expectations. I'm not sure if there's uh, an event in it that is cheap or if it's functional. Um, what? To rewind a bit, the premise. Of, oh yeah. The, the, the premise, premise of the show is this kind of guy who's kind of a. How do I put it? He's kind of a, a, a an introvert, or yeah. like away from society. He's kind of been away from society for too long. He doesn't really know how to function among people, so his what he escapes into is his hacking, and and his hacking isn't you know just for kicks and giggles. It's it's mostly it's almost compulsion. Well, he justifies it to himself, and at the same time, he's narrating to you, the audience, about his different hacking, and this hacking leads him to different places and events, and kind of sets up a story for everyone he runs into along the way. It's the kind of thing you do have to kind of go in cold. Um, I'll just say there's something happens in it. I don't know if it's a cheap ploy by the writers or if it's actually functional and means something. I'm wavering towards functional, but I think a lot of people are going to have a knee jerk. Oh, that's cheap. Uh, simply because cosmetically it resembles a lot of other cheap uh, ploys. But I think there's a purpose to it, and I think there are other events in the show that back up that theme that it's um, reinforcing. Um, a lot of my stuff was on spoilers. No, I mean, it's it's something that you could... It's not cheap in the sense that they just did it because they wrote it in for that episode. It's, it's not something you end. could go right. back and watch and say, okay, that makes sense. Right. Um, the only thing I'm not sure about the show, and this isn't really a spoiler, I'm not sure how Terrell works in. It seems a little superfluous. Yeah, so the, the whole... There might be more to it later. His hacking is pretty much... Against like a like he his the fa the face of the enemy is like a, a, a corporation like Google or, or Facebook, and this this one guy is uh, like a technology officer within this company is a guy kind of is a it's parallel very, mirror to his hacking as this guy who's success oriented. It's very House of Cards rise to power yeah. attempt, uh, and it's not bad. It just I don't know. It just doesn't quite mesh as well. It's kind of like a a B story. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't bog down that much. I just, in retrospect, I'm like, wait, where exactly did that go? Um, however, watching it, just even to tie back to the movies, I realized the guy who made it, Sam Esmail, who one of his movies is on Netflix. I forget the name of it. I think it's, it's Comet. Well, he also, the guy who created it, is if, I don't know if it's the same guy, did uh, the foreign and first version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in that trilogy of movies. Hmm, I didn't know that. And those are, last time I checked, which was pretty long ago for those movies, but those are also on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, anyways, I, Sam Esmo, yeah, I think it'd be good for Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah? It could, could, I mean, it, some parts of the show feel like a Mission Impossible story, so... One thing I will say is that it's a very dark show, but it's not unearned. I felt like House of Cards, from the very beginning, they wanted you to know that it was dark. And, like, here's why, like, you know, here's... We do all these crazy things. And that, there was nothing wrong with that. But this show, it definitely earns its its right to have these moments. And some of them are are so shocking, you, I can't believe they're committing them to a TV screen. But, uh... Yeah. F-bombs. Yes. Which is also interesting. Which they bleep out the middle... But I kind of appreciate that for it, for a I mean, show. If you're not paying attention, you pre- you're pretty much just hearing it, you know. Yeah, because I mean, it's the way people would talk in those circumstances. They're not going to say, "Oh, screw you," or right. So I thought that was one thing that was cool. Um, very violent, very dark, oh, but very violent. Uh, it's smart. The the terms they use in hacking, it's not like let's hack into his database and press like enter to get in there. They're they have to set it up and show it, and it doesn't really feel like there's any filler episodes either. I don't beyond maybe it. like one. Yeah, I can think of one maybe, but beyond our the hacking stuff, I don't understand any of it. So I think that means it's probably closer to from, real stuff. From what little I know, it's yeah. they were using real terms and real ways that they would do it. So yeah, so check that out. I'm hopefully not on Xfinity streaming service because it is terrible. Yes, it's uh it's mostly on demand. You can punch in someone's cable. Uh, information and watch it on their website as well as they have an Apple TV app and I'm sure they have it on Roku and all those other things as well. Uh, other TV shows? Yeah, so I punched up a list of shows that are returning soon and clearly I think you'll be excited about most of these. South Park is back uh, tomorrow as of this taping, uh, the 16th. Alright, uh, just watched, I sat and watched the whole last season in preparation on Saturday. Um, so that it was a rainy day, so I had nothing to do outside. Um, South Park Returns. Uh, have either of you been watching any of the um, Fear of the Walking Dead? No. No, not yet. I think I was going to binge that. I heard it's okay. It's hard to build off the massive... I mean, well, it'd be easy to build off the massive success of what The Walking Dead is. Um, Walking Dead Returns... Um, there's October, another show October 11th yeah October 11th The Walking Dead Returns <laughs> The Walking oh. not very creative with these titles oh please no it's Walking Dead Returns and uh, Fear the Walking Dead yeah um, doing better than I mean how did Better Call Saul end 
Uh, well, are you yeah. talking for amount of people watching it or critical acclaim? Like, are they renewing it for a second season? Oh, it's I think, not I think Fear the Walking Dead, yeah, it's going to get as many seasons as, as oh, I mean, Better Call people Saul. are watching. Well, Better Call Saul got uh, renewed before it aired. Yes, okay. uh, it's also the same with Mr. Robot, in case anyone was concerned. But what, Okay, so probably well, Fear the Walking Dead will most likely get renewed. Is my I think guess. it already had. I think it, that was another case where it got renewed okay. before it, it Well, I aired. stand corrected. Do you know what else got renewed? Uh, not before it aired, but is a show called Documentary Now, which is on IFC. Each episode, it's a Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. And it's produced by Seth Meyers as well. Yeah, and he writes some of it. Each episode is kind of a half-hour parody of an established documentary. So one is Great Gardens, one is like a Vice show, one is... what you say about Gardens? Great Gardens, the, <laughs> the documentary. Uh, okay. One is a, kind of a deconstruction of the Nanook of the North, which is like the first documentary. And the last one was The Thin Blue Line, I think. Um, they do an excellent Vice parody as yeah. well. And they're all hilarious. The uh, Nanook of the North parody one is, like, had me in tears laughing. Uh, it's airing now, and there is going to be a second season. I think it's only six episodes a season, uh, but it's very, very funny. What's it called again? Documentary Now. Okay. Um, another show, Bees, that you'll be excited about is back this Saturday, Doctor Who. I am excited, especially, she's not in this one, but Maisie Williams yeah, is so going to be in They're speculating that she might be the Doctor's Dr. daughter. Granddaughter. Oh, really? Yeah. From the original show? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the, the mythology. In the first ones, he, the barrier, like, 60s, he traveled around with his granddaughter, and she, like, he, like, drops her off on a planet or something, and they never mention her again. They released um, the titles of the new episodes, and they kind of had them paired off, so there's speculation that each, every two episodes could be, like, a two-parter for the series. I'm not sure if that's they, true, but they said there are going to be more two-parters, which I think is really great for how the writers construct the show. I'm, yeah, they haven't done two-parters since Moffat took over, I think. And they, they did a few last season. For, like, the finales, but not in the middle. Right. Um, so I'm curious to see how he handles them. And there's also, they said there's a really good standalone, kind of in the same vein as, what is it, Blink? Oh, man. I don't want to put that uh, claim on it yet, but they said yeah. that's really good. It's directed by... Um, What's his name? He's Sherlock's brother in the series. Oh, yeah, he works on Doctor Who a lot. I can't remember his real name, though. Uh, his name's Mark Gaddis, after I googled that. You might recognize him as Mycroft from the BBC Sherlock Holmes series. He's also briefly in Game of Thrones uh, as part of the Iron Bank of Bravos. Uh, he has a lot of bit parts and everything, but he's writing the standalone episode. Yeah, I'll be excited, too. I'll get some uh, Too Hard to Dale to celebrate the premiere. Because the doctor has two hearts. <laughs> um, I want to be a part of an inside joke someday. <laughs> Premiering. That line. I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part, part of one someday. someday. You paraphrased it. I'm trying to be efficient here. We only have an hour, bees. <laughs> um, Who was late again? True. Um, well, if you can tell, I'm sure the viewers at home would notice that. Well, there's no viewers, so they wouldn't notice uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goddamn oh. joke, you dummy. Anyway, um, I, I got my hair cut the whole time. I got my haircut. I got my haircut at Supercuts. Cut them all cut. So I, I don't. So that's why you want to get their promotion. No, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Cut this part out. I hate this. I'm late. I was late because I got my haircut. All right, well, leave me alone. Okay, Ben Bailey. Oh, God. Uh, the Daily Show premieres September 28th with Trevor Noah. Eh, I'll I mean, watch it. 
I'm rooting for it, I guess. I, I stop. I, I can't keep up with shows that air four times a week. Did so Colbert opened up. John Stewart was his catcher in his opener. Correct. What was the connection with that? Was it just simply friend on another friend's show? Friend, a uh, friend of a friend. Yeah, uh, no, like, nothing other than that. I heard rumors that he was being a producer for the show. No, no, I thought uh, he. Well, he might. I don't know. He's got plenty of spare time now, but I thought I don't think I, so. I didn't know if his retirement was officially retirement or if his retirement was. If he's running for president, he's gonna oh. still work. Yeah, he's gonna do stuff, but I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gonna produce Colbert. Uh, premiering in early October, the Leftovers and Homeland premiere October fourth. Homeland had a pretty strong bounce back season. Leftovers, I don't know, Beast, did you ever catch up with the first season? Nah. Uh, I since I found out they're never going to reveal what happened, I'm just. I understand that. Well, that's appropriate because it's made by uh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah. But I think that's going to have a, a stronger second season as well. It's got a good cast. I mean, yeah, one of the doctors, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Philby Walking Dead comes back October 11th. As we've covered. Philby, do you have covered. last season DVR'd? I do not. No. I need to watch it. They're pretty available. Simply because demand, I really. don't have DVR. Well, we'll give you some websites. And lastly, the last one I had on here was Fargo, which it, as an I anthology series premieres October 12th. Bees, have you seen the first? No, is that? I need to catch up on that and Hannibal. That's well, FX. I need to watch Hannibal now. Um, yeah, Hannibal went out in a blaze of glory. I heard some good things. Uh, yeah, I hear good things about Fargo. Fargo, I would like to... It's because this next season is like 30 years before and it has nothing directly to do with it, right? Well, uh, it does kind of... The, There's one guy across the... Right? I forget the, the female cop. I forget her name, but her father is like a retired deputy and he mentions, you know, events that happened 30 years ago or why I got out of the force and stuff. And so it's hit like a younger version of him and this story being told 30 years ago in the same kind of framework as the first season was so they can kind of have callbacks but it's still a different anthology series which is really cool and I like that yeah it was a pleasant surprise last year and uh, Todd's in this season Jesse Plemons yeah he's also in Black Mass speaking back to that he's good in everything he just happens to I've only seen him in Breaking Bad but uh, he's good he's in uh, Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. he's also in The Master mm-hmm. he's like one of the sons of right. uh, I see that again. Philip Seymour Hoffman I feel like there's one more show. Rick and Morty's still going strong. If you haven't jumped on board oh, that, so good. you should. They just had an amazing B-plot and two nights ago, their episode. Um, so I think how many are left? Three? Uh, probably three, I think. So still time to catch up on that. Any other TV? I have no other TV. I've Books! Books! I just finished Dune. I loved it. I thought it was really great sci-fi. Uh, some good literature there. And I always like to balance out my fiction with nonfiction. So now I'm reading this book called The Boom by Russell Gold. It's about fracking. I think it's really good because it's not pro or anti, more so the history and, and the stories behind it. And it's it's pretty relevant to actually up uh, near Potter County. It, it talks a lot about that area and the kind of the struggles that people go through with deciding yes or no while all these people to drill on my land and also you know when you say yes what accompanies that so is it a prequel to the Kevin James movie Here Comes the Boom (laughs) Here Comes the Boom Here Comes the Boom 3 that was my other joke do all your books have to rhyme (laughs) Um, I'm catching up up on some old fantasy by Glenn Cook Uh, the series is called The Black Company I'm on the third book 
uh, some good gritty fantasy uh, if you are in the mood for that. Uh, probably going to move on to horror books soon. What with October? Tis the season. Yes. Yeah. Tis the season. Some Stephen books. King. Or are you? Uh, maybe you read all that stuff? Uh, pretty much. I think that new trilogy he's working on I need to read. Probably on Richard Matheson because I've read all his stuff. The last fiction I read was The Martian. All the books I've been reading are nonfiction. Toby, that happened. You don't remember? Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. The last nonfiction fiction that I read was The Martian. Um, but I've been reading a lot of... Actually, been reading a lot of cookbooks recently and a lot of botany books because... It's, we're winding down in the active season of gardening. Um, I can make a killer crepe now, just to let you all know. So um, that's the benefit of reading nonfiction. Was that a, a cookbook or was that a Google It was recipe? a cookbook. Oh, I, I'm a big Cook's Illustrated fan. Uh, big Cook's Illustrated, Big Cook's Country. They do cooking that is easy to manage and not too complicated. People who cook often like to make things more complicated and talk about the toils in the kitchen and how, you know, I spent four and a half hours making this and it's like, nah, just get it, you know. Cook's Illustrated has reliable recipes and uh, it gets results pretty easily, so. More uh, a fan of the crock pot. Well, well you can't make crepes, uh, crepes in a... Uh, more a fan of the MTO. The MTO, oh, well, obviously a fan of that. Um, but, yeah, I've been reading a lot on cookbooks and uh, a lot of how to wrap your garden up uh, books. Nice. Uh, Music-wise, I've been listening to Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone because that's the next song I wanted to do. I want to master for karaoke. I'm going away to a... I'm going that's away a great to a, karaoke song. I know. I'm going away to a conference next week and there's going to be a karaoke, karaoke conference. Uh, it's not. It's a gardening conference. but You're uh, not going to... You're not saving it for Kathy's? Uh, I'm going to practice bring it. it back. Yeah. I'm going to practice it in Iowa in front of an audience I don't know and bring it's it like back. It's like you're taking it on the road. And taking then, he's taking undecided, undecided voters for the primary in Iowa to sing Danger Zone, too. And then bringing it back and seeing if I can make a full-scale campaign in the state of Pennsylvania. Also, but more relevant music, uh, Mac Miller just released his new album uh, for free online. Uh, it's called Good AM, and it's basically a play on Good Morning. Um, it's a recovery from his last album, which was kind of dark and loud. It's, uh, it just came out yesterday, the 14th, so I've only had a, a day to listen to all the tracks. Um, but so far, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty uh, good recovery from his last album. So, it's, again, uh, just like Miley Cyrus released her full album by, you know, for free online, um, Mac Miller has done the same thing. Not to be confused with Macklemore, who just released his single, Downtown. Mac Miller, Pittsburgh kid, um, released a rap, a rap, he was a rapper, a rap prodigy from uh, around 2000, early 2000 teens, and uh, has just released his most recent album, Good Morning, Good A.M., I don't have anything, but that all sounds good to me. I think the sure. new Garfunkel Notes album just came out. I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's good. Garfunkel Notes, nice. Uh, the comedy duo, right? Yes. They're also good songs. They're also good songs as well, certainly. Well, uh, we appreciate all of you listening. If you have any questions or would like us to discuss a particular topic, you can email us at campfriendstm at gmail.com. That's C-A-M-P-F-R-I-E-N-D-S 
tm at gmail.com. It is a spelling bee. It is a spelling bee. <laughs> and uh, certainly we appreciate you listening and spread the word. 